really at the end of the day, there, there are three main things for us in terms of why would you go and partner with someone as opposed to helping one of your existing partners build this in this market that you may consider entering. And, and it's three things. And it, it shows you how people focused we are. It's your customers, your employees, and your brand. You're listening to Toolbox of the Trades, brought to you by Service Titan, a podcast for top service professionals where we interview leaders for their best tips and tricks of the trades. Learn how industry trailblazers stay ahead of the competition and how you too can be at the forefront of an industry. Let's jump in. Hello, contractors, and welcome to the Toolbox for the Trades. If you enjoyed our conversation with Fred Silberstein, wait until you get a load of this one. Today, I'm speaking with AJ Brown and Will Matson, the CEO and CFO of Apex Service Partners, an HVAC, plumbing, and electrical services group whose goal is to partner with world-class service providers like Best Home Services and Franke Services. After working for big names like Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan, AJ and Will went on to create Apex, funded by Alpine Investors. The self-described thought partners are collaborating with contractors across the country to uplift, enhance, and improve the services industry. If you have more questions about private equity and M&A, Will and AJ have answers. Enjoy! Will Matson and AJ Brown, welcome to the Toolbox for the Trades podcast. Thanks for having us. Because we don't normally have two folks on the podcast at the same time, could you do me a favor and please identify yourselves? Give me your name and your job title and where you work. AJ, can you please start first? Sure. AJ Brown, I'm the CEO of Apex Service Partners, and I'm based in Tampa, Florida. And I am Will Matson. I'm the CFO and Head of Corporate Development at Apex Service Partners, and I'm also based in Tampa. Very cool. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. I start off every interview the exact same way, and Will, I'll ask you to answer first, but how did you get into the trades? Great question, Jackie. And um, I actually would say my first trades-like job was probably in high school, working for general contractors in the summer, worked for a, a fence builder and kind of my parents were in the, uh, in a similar industry. So frankly, it's, it's what I started early on is my first job, something similar. Oh, really? And what was it about that early experience to the trades that made you say, ah, oh, you know what, I'm going to go to college instead. Well, one of my first jobs was working for a general contractor. And I remember sorting nails just out of a bucket for extended period, periods of time and also staining fences and breathing in all those chemicals. And I knew it wasn't for me in 100 degree Texas heat. Oh, I, I can imagine. I will get into your guys' background in a second, but um, AJ, how did you get into the trades? Talk to me. Yeah, so uh, I actually grew up in, in beer distribution. So on trucks, in warehouses, that was what my family did for Anheuser-Busch. So, uh, that was my first foray into services, um, and this is my first foray actually into, into blue-collar services, so plumbing, electricians, although all of my family in St. Louis are still electricians till today. Got it. So St. Louis for AJ, Texas for Will. You guys both kind of grew up, got access to, you know, this, to the service industry in one form or another. You both have history, though, in very prestigious financial institutions. AJ, you're from Golden Sachs. You also worked for a construction software company in Atlanta. And Will, I believe you were in another firm. What was the name? Sorry. Was it JP Morgan? That's correct. Ah, look at me doing my research. Talk to me. What and AJ, you can answer first. What prompted you to move from like these very well-known, you know, kind of secure institutions to forming Apex service partners? Like, talk to me about that journey. Yeah. So, I mean, Goldman Sachs, uh, where I worked in JP Morgan, where Will worked, I mean, the reason why we, we both went there, um, putting words in Will's mouth was, is to learn, right? Just learn the, it's just like you would go to trade school to learn, you know, how to, how to be a plumber or an HVAC technician or electrician. We went to school and really learned the language of business, you know, how capital flows, how to raise capital, how to, uh, 
how to buy and sell companies. And so that was, once I got that skill set, I didn't like the culture at all and knew that it was time to, uh, time to get out of there pretty quickly. So after I moved on, it was, I started trying to find firms that were really people forward and people first. And that is, that is how I ended up partnering up with Alpine Investors, who is our private equity sponsor that backs, that backs us. I had a first stint, as you mentioned, at a construction, it was actually construction services that we converted into software. And it's still, they still, we still did a bunch of services. And then after that stint ended, came and partnered up with them to, to help do Apex Service Partners with, with Will. Very cool. Will, would you like to add to that? Sure. I, I think it's easiest to say why I left as opposed to why I started. I think I started because I didn't know what I wanted to do. But in terms of why I left, I, I'd echo a lot of the same reasons AJ gave. It's tough to have an impact when you're, you feel like you're working at a massive government entity and kind of just moving numbers around in spreadsheets. And it's super fulfilling to get out there and help individuals build businesses that have a huge impact on people's lives, both in terms of serving customers that often have acute kind of emergency needs, whether it be HVAC or plumbing related, but building a business and providing great jobs for people from all walks of life is, is super fulfilling. So um, I, I always knew that that's what I wanted to get into was in the, be in the business of building great people first businesses. Amazing. All right. So you didn't want to sell your souls to the respective Golden Sachs and JP Morgan altars. Totally respect that. You, you said it. You said it. We did not. <laughs> um, I can relate to that 100%. That's one of the reasons why I got into tech startups, because I think um, we're of the same generation. You guys are actually, I think, my age or maybe like a year older. So we're same millennials, you know, um, same, you know, bleak mindset, <laughs> same just anxious tendencies. But I feel like for me personally, I really wanted to make a difference in the company I worked for, which is why I always went to tech companies. I was like, oh, these are up and coming. These are just like starting up. Like I could really make an impact here. Whereas I think the desire of previous generations to like plant your feet in the ground in an organization, stay there for 30 years and collect your pension and leave is it didn't really appeal to us. Would you guys say the same thing? AJ, maybe you go first. Yeah, I do agree. Although I do think I do think I've found my passion here at Apex. I think when our generation is making an impact, you can really get behind it. And I feel like this is, you know, this is an industry that's gonna be around for three years. I was at, like you said, I was at a services firm that turned to software. Well, software automated the service, right? This industry, that's not gonna happen. I mean, Service Titan definitely helps us be more efficient, helps us track our metrics better, but can never fix an HVAC unit or an unclog a pipe. So I, I'm super passionate about what we're doing, both from a business perspective as well as for a community perspective. So now that we're here, I used to say exactly what you said, and now I'm like, actually, I think I think I found it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, all right, so I would love to, and we'll give you the chance to answer this next question. So we've, we've heard several names already. We've heard Alpine Investors, we've heard Apex Service Partners, which is the name of your organization. Could you please tell me, for the folks that are listening that didn't work at Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan, talk to me about how, how it all works. Sure, so AJ and I, we are both at Apex Service Partners, and we are a group of leading HVAC plumbing and electrical service businesses. So just like every other Service Titan customer listening to this podcast, we're a group of Service Titan customers. And our primary shareholder amongst a handful is Alpine Investors. They're a private equity firm. I would think of them. They're an exceptional partner. They've been investing in the space for many, many years now and have one extremely notable and successful investment a, a while back. But think of them as a capital provider and partner for AJ and I in, in building this business. And at Apex, we partner with some of the, the best operators and the leading brands. And that's really what um, makes us unique is we go partner with the best brands in some of these best towns and give them resources they've never had before. But it's all about putting people first, giving customers the best service, employees the best jobs. At the end of the day, building a great business is all about um, the people that make it up. So Alpine is your primary 
capital provider. You have a couple others in there, it sounds, and you guys have this chunk of change that's allowing you to buy ownership in some of the most premier services brands. Yeah, we provide investment for these premier service brands to grow. Amazing. For investment partner with them. And opposed to maybe other styles of this where a firm such as yourself, would you guys refer to yourselves as a firm, as an agency, as partners? Like what's your like short-term slang? We're an HVAC company. Oh, okay. HVAC? Well, do you, are you going to limit yourself to HVAC or, or are you only That's doing fair. HVAC right now? Okay. I was about to correct you. We're a services company. Your services company. All right, cool. So in the past, I've heard about uh, services companies like yourselves kind of looking across, you know, the United States, because that's where we're based out of, right? We're all, all three of us are in the US. And they kind of pick and choose some of these really high performers, and they put them all into this one conglomerate of, say, like, ABC HVAC. And now it's kind of almost like a franchise operation. AJ, can you tell me a little bit about why you guys are different? Yeah. So the biggest, the biggest thing that, and, and Will uses this analogy all the time, I think we're the, the biggest differentiator is one, we don't change the brands at all. It's, it's not like we're making them this one brand across. The other is we, we view Apex as a pit crew that is trying to give the race car driver, the owner services and um, access to capital that they never had before. So the, and to use that, that pick crew analogy, think of a race car driver that's the best race car driver and we just gave him rocket fuel. That's how we like to view Apex. And you know, how is that different? We, you know, we don't have a huge team, so it's not like we're taking over these businesses and telling them what to do, but we do have a team that provides things from data analytics. We have a marketing function that helps provide marketing. We just hired someone from Pods, residential moving and storage, as a, you know, to help us. We have um, a chief people officer from Enterprise Rental Car that we brought in, and he helped build the, their um, leading talent industry, which we can go into. We've got finance and accounting folks to help in technology, but it's mostly if you, if you listen to what I just said, I didn't say too much about operations. We're not coming in and dictating this is how you drive a car. Right. You know, we the, the brands that we partner with know how to do that in their local communities. What we come in and say is, how do we help your car go faster? Right. What do you need? And everybody needs something slightly different. Right. Which is why we have this suite of services that we collaboratively work with the business owner or the leader of that business to pick and choose. Yeah, no, that's a fantastic analogy, actually. And I, my follow-up question is, you know, what's this, what's in this special secret rocket fuel? Can't tell you. Um, no, I, I, I would say, I would say that it's there is nothing special in our industry in in how one person does it versus another. I think there's everyone will say there's there's well, we do it special or different. What I would say, what well, we have, we have an intense focus on people and an intense focus on training, an intense focus on developing, and an intense focus on hiring. And that's across the board. All those functions I mentioned, we're not going in and cutting people out. What we're doing is, is we're going into those functions and we'll say, how do we make this, to use an example, just because it's an example, you make this controller, a controller that's currently a controller of a $20 million company, a controller that can handle $100 million. Right. What what skills does that person need? And Will's working on that. How do we make the leader of a you know certain plumbing operations manager? How do we give them the training that they need to be the plumbing operations manager division twice as big? And so that intense focus on developing people, hiring people, and all of that I think is is special because it does take a ton of investment and time. That's not like great for margins all the time, right? But if you're playing the long game, you're playing the 20, 50 year game, I think it's the right, the right investment. Got it. Very cool. I definitely think that's awesome. And I think can think of a handful of service tying customers that could use that type of resource. I mean, what we hear all the time, well, what I hear all the time, I won't put words on other people's mouths, is, you know, all everything is great. Like, yeah, we know we have to do this. We know we have to do this, but we also have to run a business. So I imagine that you guys are almost like a business coach kind of coming in. Definitely not in the traditional sense of the wor word, but, you know, has experience growing businesses and can like look at a business objectively and say, I think you need to focus on this area, this area, and this area to get to your goal of 20 million to say 50 million or 100 million. 
Yeah, we like to think of it as a thought partner. A thought partner, nice. Yeah. You're thinking nice. through your prioritization because there's only so many, so many things that you know you can do in a day, right? Um, given all the time constraints, budget constraints, so on and so forth. So we like to think of ourselves as a thought partner, you know, that a lot of business owners don't have. And that's part of the benefit of being part of a group. You have a, a group of thought partners, not just Will and I, there's only certain, we, we, don't, we don't know that much, but like we think, you know, our partners know a lot and you'll be able to call any of them all the time. And then the other thing is, is we are, we do have resources to take some of those priorities off your plate if you so choose. So, hey, I can't handle this project right now. We could, you know, send someone in to help if, if that's what you want. Got it. So the next question that immediately comes to mind, I've already rattled off both of your respective, you know, histories for the lack of being, you know, I don't mean to be aggressive with this, but like what business do two financial dudes have with telling an HVAC owner how to run their business? Will, maybe you can take that one because you're smiling. It's a great question. And I would say very little in terms of telling someone who, who's been in the industry for longer than AJ and I, what to do or how to do it. And that's why at the end of the day, I mean, we're, we're thought partners, we're service minded. We want to help these business owners, many of whom have really achieved the American dream, you know, who maybe they started off as an HVAC tech or a master plumber and have built large businesses. We've partnered with a number of individuals that have done that. You know, they were one individual in a truck and you look up and there are a hundred, they have a hundred trucks. And those people have achieved the American dream. Where we come in is try to make those local companies and support those entrepreneurs and making them bigger, stronger, better versions of themselves in terms of their business. And that's where someone would laugh AJ or I out of a room on certain topics, but we have a ton of respect for what different people bring to the table. And we are often dealing with stuff that they don't want to deal with. A lot of times our partners are wanting help with consolidated insurance or really help on it, on executing acquisitions or building out kind of technology first dashboards and things like that. And we've partnered with such, such exceptional people. They know where their own strengths are and where they want to kind of tap someone in and what it takes to get to the next mountain. So we're just, we're on their, we're their pit crew, but they're still the race car driver for sure. I would just say that our business owners every day are managing a bigger business than they've ever managed, right? Because the business is bigger today than it was yesterday and they've just hit a you know, trailing 12 month milestone. And we don't tell, we don't dictate. We just wanna make sure they have the resources, whether that's capital, right? Or it's people, or it's just thought partnership that they need to manage that business to the best of their ability so that they can best serve their employees and serve their customers, right? Because a lot of businesses in our industry have hit a lid, they hit a ceiling. We want to make sure that there, there is no ceiling and that if they want to go national, right, go national. They want to, you know, be the biggest in their state, right? Be the biggest in their state. But let's make sure that, you know, they don't hit that ceiling. And, and the, one, the one thing that Will and I will say, you know, it takes to be part of the Apex group is you just got to be growth-minded and excited to learn and grow and be better. And if you're excited about that, like, come on in. I really want to get to what you guys look for in potential partners. But before we get into that, also on this season, um, I had Fred Silberstein from SFMP Advisors. Do you guys know who he is? Him and oh, his yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he was kind of talking to me about, uh, we, I did a webinar with him and his uh, business partner, Brian, and then he also did a podcast with us. And it's all, and a big part of it was how private equity is now like getting interested in the trades, getting interested in service. And a lot of it, I think has to do with what you guys said at the beginning, like people are realizing that the trades are here to stay. Like you won't be able to like, you always are going to need that human touch, that certified trained technician to provide that service, even as technology in the home changes and advances. So talk to me a little bit about, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on, you know, private equity entering the space, what contractors should be aware of as they potentially think about, you know, the next step to their business about selling and, and that stuff. So AJ, why don't you kick it off? Sure. I think generally 
private equity, like in the, the history of it, gets a pretty bad rap, right? They come in, cut costs, they're gonna ruin, you know, ruin the, the core culture of your business. And and I would say that's that's not always true. And so to answer the question directly, I mean, what I would say to a contractor as they're looking for a partner as they move into the future is just, you know, private equity, yes, is interested in the space for all the reasons that you just mentioned, but make sure that it's the right partner that you're partnering with. Make, try to really understand what you want and make sure that that private equity firm do your diligence like you would with any vendor, right? Like call references, do all the things that you need to do to make sure it's the right partner to meet your needs. because you do have employees, you do have customers. And, and when we all, as we, as Will and I know, like you built this business for 10, 20, 30, sometimes 40 years, make sure it's going to be the right steward. And there's a lot of shapes and sizes to private equity firms. Some hundred percent buyout and they want you out of there, right? Some want to do growth investment. Some are groups, whether it's like us or, you know, some of the, some, there's plenty of others like us. Um, and just make sure that you're going to, if you are staying on, you're going to like, enjoy working with those individuals, enjoy the group that you're going to be in and do plenty of diligence. Will, anything you want to add? Sure. I, just to pile on the back of what AJ said, I mean, there are tons of different styles within it, such a broad term as private equity. I, I think Alpine Investors, the private equity firm that, that we're affiliated with, they're really growth investors at the end of the day business builders that believe in the power of people. And we brought that culture really to the, the core of Apex. So as AJ said, do a lot of diligence when you're um, considering different options here, because just in terms of a couple areas where Apex is unique, we're all about leaving the local brand and trying to keep employees and grow that business and give them more resources. Not all private equity firms do that, but at the end of the day, we're really trying to help build businesses that are going to be around for, for decades to come and be on stronger footing than they ever have been in terms of offering great jobs and exceptional service in all their local markets. Very cool. Definitely know that when it comes to you looking for partners, you guys are looking for a growth mindset. What else are you looking for? How else do you vet potential partners? Uh, you had mentioned, Will, like HVAC services company. Are you guys also working with plumbing? Like what are you, where, where is your niche right now? And uh, AJ, why don't you take it away? I'll let Will take that. He's the, he's the head of m so. Oh, please. So overall, we're focused primarily on the residential service space. We do like all three trades. We do a fair amount of all three, HVAC, plumbing, and electrical. And when we go and look at potential partnership opportunities. Really at the end of the day, there, there are three main things for us in terms of why would you go and partner with someone as opposed to helping one of your existing partners build this in this market that you may consider entering. And, and it's three things. And it, it shows you how people focused we are. It's your customers, your employees, and your brand. Like those are the three things that um, really describe a business. So in terms of in just walking through those, starting with the first one, your customers. What do your customers say about you? How long have they been your customers? Do they keep coming back? Do they come back to you every single year across all three trades and sign up for maintenance agreements? That's a lot of what you're getting out of a partner is, um, is their presence in that local community. So we look a lot at uh, the customer base the second thing I mentioned is um, employees and how good is the team? How strong is the team? Have they been together for a long time and are they excited about being there for many years to come and growing the business? And th the third one, which is very much intertwined with the first two, is the brand. Is it an old brand that everyone knows in that local market that's held in really high regard? Um, or is it one that's had a bunch of better for business bureau complaints, you know, um, and that's really what we look for, but it all comes down to people at the end of the day. So looking at the customers and the employees and the brand, and there's one thing that kind of overrides all of that. And it's about the quality of the owner and the management team there. Got it. And by quality, I imagine that means growth mindset, communication, all of that kind of stuff. Growth mindset, ambition, and, 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 and two-way fit as well. It, it's all about two-way fit and some business owners 
really enjoy um, not having a partner and yeah. other do want a partner to help them reach new heights. So that's what we do. It's truly, it's almost like dating. <laughs> really? Oh, that's exactly what it is. It really is. Um, and there's plenty that have, you know, we've gone on dates with that they've said, nah, you're, you know, you're not the partner for me. And that, you know, and that's, and we love that. I mean, that's, that's great. And as long as they're doing great for the trades, that's fantastic for all of us. Got it. Well, my, one of my questions was actually, you know, how would you convince someone to work with Apex who didn't want to, but it sounds like if they even had any bit of hesitation going into that partnership with you, you guys would be like, you know, it's probably not a good fit. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, it would, it, we're looking for long-term relationships, right? 20, <laughs> 20 plus years. This isn't, uh, you know, a quick flip sort of thing, or this isn't, you know, we're looking for people Will and I want to work with for a long time and our other partners want to work with, right? Not that you interact with them on a daily basis, but, you know, on occasion we will all get together, not obviously in 2020, but um, hopefully 2021. And so it, it, you know, if, if it does, if it's not a two way fit and we don't, you know, get along, it's, it just, it is what it is. We like to think we're, we're pretty easy to get along with people though. So we haven't really seen that too often, but um, you never know. Now, I think you guys are pretty easy to get along with. I'm definitely getting good vibes. So, yeah, so if, if I had an HVAC service company in my pocket, I would totally give it to you. Um, which, by the way, I know, I think I put it in my notes, but this is a shot in the dark. Whenever I talk about M&A stuff, whenever I talk about acquisitions or partnerships, like you guys refer to them as, everyone wants to know, how much does an HVAC business go for? And I know there's so many elements that provide the answer to that question, but could you guys provide any answer? It doesn't necessarily have to be numerical. I wish I had the silver bullet of just like the answer is X. It's not that simple. And in short, a lot of it depends on what the business owner is looking for. And I, I know a lot of our conversation thus far has centered around business owners that want to stay on and grow their business. We do do partnerships of every sort. And sometimes it is someone in the later stages of their career who may want to retire right away, or someone that wants to start to slow down and maybe only work as a consultant for another year. You know, and that's where one of the tricks in our um, pit crew toolbox, I would say, getting back to the people side is we can handle all of those situations. We often, um, put managers through a training program and depending on the acquisition or partnership, we'll actually put in new full-time managers right away or some partners that want to stay on, but hey, I need a new HVAC service manager. We'll send someone we know to go do that. But to answer your question around what does a, a business in the trades go for, it, it would be unfair to say, to boil it, it down to a, to a simple formula because it really can be all over the place depending on what the business owner wants and what their needs are. And we, like AJ and Maya's job is to meet business owners where they are in their own curve and what they want in terms of growing and continuing their business. Got it. That's a great answer. By the way, I really am loving this pit crew metaphor. Is that like the branding on your website? You really, it should be. That's a great idea. We should, should, we should start. The thing is, the thing about us is we're so far in the background, like we don't even have a brand. So it's not really, yeah. it's, we're just, we're just helping, we're helping uh, our partners win. But if we were to create a brand, maybe it should be. Uh, it should be. I think it would. People love comparing um, this. I hear, I've heard this metaphor three times already from separate people across the country. And they're always like, service titans like a Ferrari, but if you don't know how to drive it, it's not going to do what you need it to do. And so I feel like there's a lot of car metaphors going around in this industry and it would, it would, it would benefit you. That being said, aside from that free marketing advice I just gave you. Um, so if someone's looking to partner to exit their company in uh, say the next 10, 15 years, or maybe, you know, they're our age, they, they're in the service, they have five techs or something. They're like, well, I really, this want, I want this to be my retirement plan. What are some of the things they need to do today to kind of set themselves up for success down the line in the future? Yeah, I think it's a good, it's a good question. So well, to starting with, with someone that maybe knows they want to grow the business themselves and then exit, right? That's one, that's one 
constituent or persona. I would just say like the three things that we mentioned, brand, customers, employees, that's all about just like doing the right thing for your employees and customers and, and figuring out and being ruthless about growing every day, you know, interacting in having that growth mindset, trying to get better. So the best companies that we, that we see, they're on, they're investing in software like Service Titan or some of your competitors. And they're sending their technicians and managers to some of these industry groups, whether it be SGI or, you know, Service or Nexar. And so that sort of investment pays off over 10 or 15 years. And so investing in employees, treating customers right, and being ruthless about getting better and growing, that's all it takes because that is, that is a defensible position in your community and something that you know, we, we love to come and look for. And you know, the other thing that's important is a succession plan. So we don't, you know, it's really hard to bring in a manager from the outside in and can be scary. So start thinking about, you know, who's, who's comes after me, right? And start thinking about, hey, how, you know, what, uh, what is the partner that I want to own my, my business for, for the long term? And for the, for maybe the, the younger owners or the owners out there that have grand visions, I would just say, start thinking about a partnership that, you know, could expand your business? Like, do you need to self-fund the entire thing? Or are there partners in being part of a group where you can grow bigger faster and still have a ton of, a ton of that upside and, and autonomy like you would have a part of Apex Service Partners? I think that's really important. Now, we still look for the same things that I mentioned prior to, you know, still focus on employees, be growth-minded, whatever. But there is, you know, there is opportunities where you don't have to self-fund and take that risk on yourself. Because it is expensive going from 20 million to 40 million. You're putting a lot of your capital at risk. Um, we all have families. And so are you willing to do it? If not, let's try to find that growth investor that Will, Will was mentioning um, and start thinking through stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's a great answer. Anything you want to add to that, Will? I mean, hearing AJ talk, the common theme that came out for me was it's the old Michael Gerber phrase, don't work in your business, work on your business, you know, and that's making your business more of a going concern in a strong institution is really what it's about. Like when individuals go to look for partners or want to retire and move on from their business, are they selling their job in their career or are they, is there something there? Is there a business, you know, with a strong brand and loyal customers and employees? So 100% agree with, with everything AJ just said. And for me, it comes down to how do you carve out and devote your time and energy to building that thing as opposed to being inside of it and doing the work? Yeah, because that's what people want to buy. They want to buy an asset and you are not an asset. You're just the person who creates it essentially, right? Exactly. Love Michael Gerber. He's been mentioned so many times on this podcast. Um, I want to get into the enterprise rent-a-car uh, stuff in a second, but I would love to know a little bit about, I know you have partners from all walks of life with all different types of goals, but I would love to know a little bit about, if you can mention some partners and some like some, you know, benefits that have, that they've seen since joining Apex service partners. AJ? Sure. So uh, one of our partners is based in St. Louis and uh, the brand is Academy here, been around forever and service Titan customer, uh, of course. And uh, we partnered with him maybe in May of this year. And I would say, you know, just to use an example of some levers that this business was already amazing, already growing and skyrocketing, already kind of had everything it needed, but how did it, how would it grow from its current state to doubling? That was the question, you know, and the thought partnership that we partnered with um, the owner there. And, what we decided were, okay, we need to do a couple things. One, we need to invest in another level of leadership. And so we went and we've got a executive recruiter that works at, we call it partner services, by the way, that's the, that's the central team, partner services. So they serve the partners. So we have a recruiter that sits here, went and started just, you know, dialing numbers and recruiting and actually recruited managers. And the individual had M&A that they wanted to do. And so we started to drum up, use our corporate development team that works with Will to start to drum up add-on opportunities for the individual as, as in organic growth. 
And then the final thing is the individual, well, got on the phone, usually would travel, went around and actually went and visited some partners that work with us that are bigger. So they could see, oh, this is what it needs to look like, right? This is what we need to do. And started using that mentorship there. And so we helped, we helped uh, him understand, you know, that's part of the management level conversation as well. So those three things, those are just three levers that he pulled. I could mention like seven more. And it's been a great partnership, I think, for both sides, if you were to speak with him. And uh, he's, he's, he's really set up for success through Q4 this year and into 2021. We're really excited. Very cool. And so like adding in that second layer of management, is that really to, because like we're talking about some really like high level things, right? But when you actually get into the doing, the implementing of these suggestions, let's say these best practices, I imagine there's so much day-to-day monitoring and checking that has to get done. So I imagine adding that management level really facilitates that growth. Am I on the right track there? Yeah. I mean, we like to call it ruthless ownership. Uh, extreme ownership is another, I think there's a book called that. And what, as you get bigger, you start to need specialists and you start to need folks that are focused on certain things. And what we help to do is sort of, you know, be a thought partner, as we mentioned, to talk through the different levels and everyone needs different levels of thought partnership, by the way, but talk about this management layer. And we like, we're big believers in hiring ahead. So Again, that's part of growth investment. Like you got to take some risks and it's tougher when it's, you know, your own P&L and it's actually money that are coming in. It's not easier with us, but it's, it's easier in the sense that you can start being like, I know this is the, the ROI and this investment in this position, in this specialist that will bring to my business and to my customers and to my employees. And so, yeah, that thought partnership really helps in, in choosing those positions. And we, again, we've seen businesses scale, you know, under, under our partnership and double. And so there's a lot of lessons learned from our partners there. Very, very cool. All right. I want to get into this enterprise rent-a-car uh, guy that you guys brought on. Uh, who would like, I will, we haven't talked to you for, we haven't heard from you in a couple minutes. Would you like to take this off and kind of talk to us about that strategy? Yeah, Sure. Happy to, and AJ, please jump in. One of the early team members we brought on at Apex Partner Services, which is AJ, as AJ mentioned, what we call kind of our corporate team, because at the end of the day, we're serving our regional owners and CEOs as they grow their businesses. We brought on an individual named Steve McCarty from Enterprise Rent-A-Car, who's an absolute rock star at recruiting, training, and development, and his experience at Enterprise Rent-A-Car was in building out that function. You know, think of everyone from individuals that kind of man the, the checkout registers at the rental station to washing cars to mechanics. So a similar profile of worker. And we really think at the end of the day, talent, a lot of the partners we talk to, that's their biggest constraint. I can't find good managers. I can't find good technicians. So early on, in response to our partners, we went out and tried to find someone that, that would help us be world-class at that. How do we be an employer of choice? Our goal is whatever market we're in, if there's someone that is in the trades or is considering going into the trades, that we're the obvious choice, that we're playing for the Yankees and have that person feel like they're growing and developing and really on a, a career that can la- last their lifetime, that's fulfilling. Hence, we brought on Steve and some other members of his team from Enterprise that AJ mentioned to to really help us be world-class at that. Because at the end of the day, it's all about people. That's how you build a great business that's going to be around for a long time. And does that include like career pathing? Does that include, so essentially taking someone who would work for one of your partners and like figuring out what their personal goals are in terms of their career and and setting them up for success so they have those goals and they feel like they're working for something more than just a paycheck? Yes, that's definitely one example of it is the beauty of this kind of partnership approach and having kind of a, a family group of companies is it allows more career opportunities for for top talent in the system without a doubt but it's also about how do we take someone off the streets you know, who has no trades experience, maybe he's a waiter, 
who wants a good high paying job, you know, or someone who just graduated high school that doesn't want to take out six figures of student debt. Instead, they can be on a career path to go from, you know, maintenance technician to service tech to comfort advisor to HVAC manager, you know, and really building jobs and career paths that way. That's really at the core of, of what Steve is building out at Apex. Are you guys also, that's awesome. Are you guys also doing some stuff to, for lack of a better term, make the trade sexy as a career option? We're trying. We, we think that uh, we're partnering with the right people, the right managers, and, and working with them is sexy. Um, I mean, that's, that's the, at the end of the day, like that is, a lot of people leave their jobs or stay in their jobs because of the manager. I um, mean, we truly believe that. And so if we can, we can have great managers um, of these technicians who help, you know, really teach them a holistic life, right? Like how to manage your money, 401k, you know, all of those sort of things so that they can, you know, hopefully we're creating a bunch of millionaires, right? Over, over 10 or 15 years that we're really doing the right thing there. Now, like we said with partner services, Steve isn't like dictating, this is what you have to do. Steve is saying like, Hey, I saw a business at enterprise scale from when I was there, it was 300 million to when I left, it was 10 billion. This is how the talent organization evolved over that time. And that's a, that's a real experience and real helpful thought partnership for these regional CEOs that we've, we've already seen pay dividends. Yeah, we actually are doing a webinar next week and I'll link it in the webpage where this podcast will live with Carrier, who does essentially this tech up program where they inspire their dealers to get involved in local vocational schools and trade schools to basically find these like young adults and be like, no, seriously, this is a good career option. And for any young adult who is listening, do not take out college loans. It's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. In I my was, opinion, in my humble opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Only way, only way I got through school was it was an athletic scholarship. There's no way I was going to take out debt. Yeah, um, I, I don't know if you guys like comedy, but uh, John Mulaney has an amazing bit about um, we should all stop going to college until someone figures it out, and he uh, <laughs> aligns his uh, alumni association with like with like a bad ex-girlfriend, I think. It's very funny. I can't link it here. It has nothing to do with service thing. But anyway, I digress. No, I mean, but it, it is, that does kind of make it sexy in my mind. It's like a 20-year-old guy or gal could go out, get an amazing job, and be making six figures pretty quickly. Yes, especially you know, female, especially especially female comfort advisors. Like I had, um, I spoke with the, uh, the owner a couple of years ago and they were like, my top, performer is a female comfort advisor. She's been certified in the last three years, like technician went through all that stuff. And now she makes six figures easy every year because um, there's also that level of trust too. I've seen a, a woman technician come into your home, maybe like relates to uh, a mother who may be at the home and kind of talking about that stuff. But in my time doing this podcast, I've a hundred percent have learned that there's so much opportunity in the trades. And I think the kind of stuff that you guys are doing is definitely showing that. So maybe together we can end this labor shortage. We, we love, we love those stories. I mean, that's why I said this is a career to be in forever because you can make such a, it, such a large impact on communities that way through providing those jobs. hundred percent. All right. I've got one more question, maybe, maybe two more questions, but I definitely have this one question I want to ask and then we'll go into our rapid fire questions. What are some of the most common things that you that you take on this like thought leadership or um, what were you said? What was the term again, AJ? I'm sorry. Thought, thought, thought partnership. Yes. Um, what are some of like the, the most common thought partnerships that you engage with your clients across the board? I don't want to say like, what are some of the most common problems you solve? But that's essentially the question that I'm asking. I would say like the theme on all of the, and we'll jump in here because I feel like I've, I've to Mike and you know more answers than me but the the theme is how, how do we help them scale it's all growth related right and I and I mentioned it earlier it's around they've never managed a business as big as it is today um, and so how do we how do we provide that thought partnership or those resources that they need to get to the next level and that can that can range from they're the same problems just on a larger scale that a day-to-day -day business owner likely deals with right like 
what marketing agency should I use? And should I hire a marketing specialist myself? There are questions around, hey, what do I do with my call center? Now that I'm this big, I've got three locations. Do I have one? Do I have multiple? Where do I dispatch? It can be, you know, it can be questions, you know, around, I can't manage this many technicians. How do I, like, can we build a dashboard where I can just see what I need to see and it tells me where my issues are? Those are like three examples, they, but they really all stem from how do I grow the business? You know, how do I grow revenue? How do I get my text to close more, raise average ticket, and get more leads? And it, and it all comes down to that, which are fun problems to solve. And so that's where, that's where I think the partner services mindset, providing these resources when, you know, we're all resource constrained, really helps in that thought partnership. Well, yeah, most of the time our partners come to us as, you know, wanting to have a sounding board and to talk through about managing through change and scaling their business. Like everything we're talking about is some form of change. You know, it's, hey, we just did a, a couple of add-ons together to expand our business into new markets. How am I going to manage that? What do I need to look like internally to do that? And the old adage of what got you here won't get you there is so true as the business continues to get bigger and more complex, how do you grow and kind of prepare and hire ahead for that inevitable growth that's coming, but keep it simple and scalable? Because, you know, that's, that's what makes some of these businesses so great is how do you keep it as simple as possible to allow you to scale quickly and continue growing so that when you go from 80 techs to 160 techs, it's the same formula and you know the same processes so i would say most often we're talking to our partners about managing through change and setting up the business to scale very cool if anyone listening wants to get in contact with you guys how should they go about doing that considering you don't have a website that's branded as a race car <laughs> great question so our email addresses are pretty simple aj's is aj brown at apexservicepartners.com and mine is W Matson, M-A-T-S-O-N at apexservicepartners.com. But we're obviously, we're both on LinkedIn. We do have a website, even though the Apex brand is not something we're really out there promoting. We're all about building the local businesses we partner with who serve customers and are more employed entities, but we're easy to track down through the usual social media, website, internet means. Fantastic. Before I go to the rapid fire questions, I always love to ask if you guys have any podcast or book recommendations. AJ, any books you're reading that you found really valuable? Any podcast you're listening to now that you think are that you think other contractors should potentially listen to? Oh, that's such a good question, and it changes like all, all the time. I, I would say the one that I'm most interested right now. And how we can bring this to the trades is uh, Bob Iker's The Ride of a Lifetime about Disney and how we can bring that experience to what is typically a pretty horrible scenario that we're walking into with, you know, a flood or air conditioning off and it's 115 degrees and how we really scale Disney to the, you know, the big business that it is today. So I'd, I'd recommend that, although there's, there's certainly about 10 more that I could recommend. Well, if you want to send me the list, we can always add it to the website, to the landing page that this episode will live on. So please, Will, anything off the top of your mind that you would like to recommend? It's a difficult question to just give one answer to, but I, I would say a book I'm reading right now is called Making of a Blockbuster. It's the story of blockbuster rental car, uh, rental videos, and it's all about how that business grew and how they, they really grew by putting quality and customer service first. But it's about Wayne Heisinga, who started that business. He also started waste management. He drove garbage trucks for a long time and then went out and partnered with other people kind of in the garbage industry. And there are a lot of parallels to what we're doing of um, what he did with waste management of partner with exceptional companies and give them resources they didn't have. So that one's more of an apex tent, but relevant to us. Interesting. I believe there's still one blockbuster around. I think it's in Alaska. 
or somewhere in like Alberta, like something. I'm pretty sure there is one blockbuster left. Hopefully um, not still selling VHS. <laughs> hopefully, I don't even, I can't even play a DVD if I wanted to right now. Like, I don't know about you guys, but it's like, I, I how am I gonna play that? I don't know. Um, you ready for some rapid fire questions and then we'll wrap this up? Let's do it, bring it on. All right, uh, Will, you answer this one first. How do you take your coffee? Black. AJ? Black. Oh, all right, AJ, you answer this one first. If you could have dinner with one person that are alive, who would it be? Ooh, Winston Churchill. Mm -hmm. Will? My great-grandfather. Uh, Will, you answer this one first. What's the number one thing you're trying to learn more about right now? How to raise a puppy. <gasps> AJ? <laughs> How to manage a business through COVID. Mm. Uh, Will, what kind of puppy did you get? You gotta tell me. <laughs> It's uh, an Italian water dog. <gasps> oh, I love those dogs. My, uh, my friend Owen has one, uh, has one named Pearl after P Pearl Jam. Please send me a photo. I would love to include it. All about dogs here. AJ, you answer this one first. If money weren't an object, so you had unlimited resources, what's the first thing you would do? What I'm doing. That's an amazing answer. Will? Yeah. I'd probably go on a really good... Uh, bird hunting trip around the world to do like the best bird hunting there is oh my bird hunting or bird watching bird hunting sorry oh dang all right will i see you uh will you answer <laughs> first what's the number one thing every contractor uh should do to run a successful business carve out uninterrupted time for you to focus on building the business and making it more efficient and scalable not working in it aj ruthlessly prioritize to the point where you choose one thing that you're going to focus on for the quarter, for the month, for the week, for the day. Ah, very good. I should certainly take that advice, uh, but I'm not there yet. I'll get there someday. AJ and Will, thank you so much for chatting with me. I really enjoyed getting to know you guys. Um, and I look forward to potentially partnering, well, not potentially, partnering with you guys on content in the future. Thank you so much for being guests on Toolbox for the Trades. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Jackie. Ever wonder how much your business is worth? So many owners ask that question and have no idea where to turn for an answer. In just a few clicks, Service Titan's new Service Business Valuation Calculator can give you an easy and free estimate of the current value of your business. Whether you're thinking about selling your company or looking to track growth, check it out now. Visit servicetitan.com slash value. Again, that's servicetitan.com slash value. See how much your business is worth today. Want to network with fellow service entrepreneurs and former guests of this podcast? Join our private Facebook group, Toolbox for the Trades, to get immediate access to the best tips, tricks, and tactics from fellow service entrepreneurs. Visit facebook.com slash group slash toolbox for the trades, or click the link in our show notes to join. See you online.